0: Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: Yesterday during this hour, I had a chance to talk with a criminology professor. I wanted to get his take on the incoming new commissioner, Brenda Lucky for the RCMP. Some of the challenges she's going to be facing in, well, riding a ship that has faced so many controversies, sexual harassment, workplace bullying. And so I had a great conversation with a professor yesterday. This half hour, though, I want to talk to someone who was part of that system to the point where she actually had to file a lawsuit in order to have her voice heard. Krista Carley is a retired RCMP officer. She joins us today. Hello, Krista. Hello, Angela. When did you join the service of the force? I joined in 1991. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Uh, well, my first posting was Strathmore. And, uh, you know, I, I truly was so excited to uh, become a full-fledged member of the RCMP. And uh, the harassment pretty much started, um, oh, I'd say within two weeks of me getting there. There was pornography placed at my desk. Um, comments by the guys uh it just it shocked me and uh it was a really sad way to start my career I ended up having to take a forced transfer to Gleason so I worked on the Siksika Reserve and I absolutely loved my job there and um it was a better detachment but uh you know when things happen to you, you suppress them. So when I was involved in an undercover operation with uh, Robert Blundell, who's I think now retired from the RCMP, I was sexually assaulted. And I never told my then-at-the-time husband about it, and I suppressed it. And that had a humongous um, impact on me professionally and psychologically. And uh, as a result of uh, filing a lawsuit at Court of Queen's Bench with uh, three other female Mounties against Robert Blundell, we successfully settled. And uh, because of what had happened to me, I, I couldn't work in Alberta anymore and uh, took a transfer to uh, Nanaimo with my husband at the time. And, uh, and then the harassment even continued in Nanaimo, this time from a female supervisor.
1: This was so, after, so, so you had uh, successfully uh, won that lawsuit, and then because of that, you end up having to be uh, moved to a detachment in Nanaimo?
0: Right. The RCMP, like a lot of organizations, uh, there's a lot of gossip and backstabbing and whatnot, and uh, that happened to me, and I just, I couldn't work in Alberta anymore. My, uh, you know, my name was tarnished. I ended up, ho- I, I tried to go to uh, Nanaimo, I used my uh, married name, and uh, because my name, Krista Carley, was uh, so associated with Robert Blundell and uh, stuff that had happened to be uh, in the RCMP. I had even gone up to Internal uh, Affairs one time to see uh, the internal investigation that they had done uh, for... Pornography that it was on a second occasion placed in in my work uh, site at Strathmore, and I was told that I could not even see the internal file. Um, and uh, subsequently, I did a information uh, an ATIP A tip or access to information. And uh, the RCMP stated there was never any evidence of me filing harassment cl- claim while I was in Strathmore. So I don't know if they purged the file, which just means they got rid of it, or if they buried it or whatnot. But it was it was just it was just it was shameful. And then uh, we were promised by then Commissioner Zachardelli that there was going to be changes made in the RCMP, and they then started a harassment training that was online. So. I, hmm. I I even, I even heard members in the NIMO complaining, oh, I have to do that stupid uh, harassment training uh, course. And there was absolutely no buy-in from the members, and what Commissioner Zaccardelli uh, promised us just didn't happen.
1: Krista, hold on. I want to take a traffic break because we are just at the, the tip of the surface with your story. But more importantly, I want to find out from you what challenges the new commissioner is going to face in trying to change what we have heard so often as this old boy's culture. Krista Carley she is a retired RCMP officer. 403-974-8255. You, know, you can always text me your thoughts as well. But first, let's check traffic at 337. Krista Carley is a retired RCMP officer she and three other female officers successfully launched a lawsuit against the RCMP she continued to work eventually Krista what when did you finally retire from the RCMP I
0: retired in 2009 uh, because I suffered from PTSD and and uh, I, I simply couldn't work in Nanaimo anymore it was a very different type of policing in Nanaimo from what I was used to in rural Alberta and um there was just it was it was there was so much stress i remember one time our staff sergeant yelling at us you guys get out on the road there's calls backed up so police in in larger municipalities because of the volume of the call they're 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 pretty much under the gun to get to the complaint deal with it fast and move on to the next one so sometimes the lack of the lack of uh, proper investigation happens and uh, that's what I certainly found in Nanaimo. And you talk about distracted driving. It was so hard to uh, for me to uh, deal with the computer in the car and the radio and everything because it was very different from what I had been used to in Alberta. And I tried as uh, best I could to uh, work on the watch, as we call it, and then I went into community relations and uh, actually was trained as a media relations officer, which I really enjoyed. And, um, and again, the harassment uh, continued from a from another uh member that i worked with that would complain if i you know came in a few minutes late i was trying to juggle having um children and uh, having a nanny to take care of my children and whatnot and uh it just it made for a really miserable work environment I, i really i did not enjoy my time in nanaimo as well and that's when i was i realized that i was uh my best option was to retire and they They uh, forced me out at 19 and a half years, so I never got my 20 years, uh, Mm -hmm. which I was hoping to
1: get my 20-year medal uh, for service, but it didn't happen. Krista, go back to the lawsuit, and I know this all came out um, as far as what you went through and you talked about the the pornography. How many times you probably heard people say, come on, it's just a way of us um, welcoming you, you know, you got to be part of the group. (laughs) It's just a joke. I'm sure you heard that time and time again.
0: Well, what happened to me the first time was uh, the pornography was placed in my training manual when I was a, re- a recruit in uh, Strathmore. Then we built a new detachment, we and I went on to Highway Patrol, and I found very explicit uh, pornography. Like, I'm talking, like, bondage. It was in, a like, a magazine-type uh, material. Mm. And I, I went to my supervisor and talked to him about it. and He said, well, go through your desk and, you know, lock it. You know, we'll make sure that this will come to our attention, and then I found more pornography. So I wasn't I I felt really unsafe in my work environment because I didn't know if one of the one of the male members or one of the guards or whoever had access to my desk, you know, had like a thing for me, and it was just it was horrific. So that's when I, I actually went to staffing and I said, I want to transfer and I want to transfer now. And I had uh, spoken to the detachment commander in, in uh, Gleason Detachment. He said, oh, I, I'll take you in a minute. And I literally forced their hand at, at, at making a transfer happen within two days. Mm. So, it you know, you could say that, you know, oh, suck it up and, you know, um, deal with it. But, I, I mean, I even had a, a male member come to my apartment before I was married and uh uh come into my apartment and forcibly kiss me and i pushed him out and you know i've heard other people say you know it's surprising that no one's ever gone postal and uh Mm -hmm. i don't know why i never not that i would have gone postal but i don't know why i never punched any of the guys or you know because i i was trying to do the right thing i was hoping that the internal process would deal with it. And it didn't. The, the RCMP really let me down in, in uh, Strathmore twice and uh, when I was in Nanaimo.
1: Well, and now the bigger question. So uh, what did you think when you heard Brenda Lucky, the, the first female commissioner to be named to the RCMP? What were your thoughts when you heard of her announcement?
0: Well, at first, I, 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 I really I don't know anything about her, but I think she's got a proven track record. I think she has 32 years service. Um, I, I truly believe that she was the best candidate selected from the, from the uh, selection process. And I really hope, and I, I will still support her. I'm still a proud retired member. I will still support her in that uh, she surrounds herself with people that have integrity and that people that want to get the, uh, the RCMP back to its glory. Because there are a lot of good members that are working and if we can't trust our national police force to do proper investigations, whether they're in the rural community or in cities or, you know, wherever the RCMP is, the uh, service provider, then she's going to have she's going to have a real tough job in her hands. But I, I truly hope that uh, that she'll um, have the foresight and that she will get the truthful information from people because quite often if, uh, you know, incidents happen, there was just one here recently in BC where a corporal was uh, photographed performing fellatio on a uh, eggplant and it was in the news here in BC and it's absolutely disgusting. You know, so I know Commissioner Paulson had said, you know, there's a lot of bad apples in the force and that he was going to rid them of it. Well, it just seemed that that didn't happen under his command. And I'm hoping that the new commissioner will, will uh, really take these people to task. Because harassment can happen in any workplace, but when it's in the police force, it's, it's shameful, it's disgusting, and it's really got to be dealt
1: with straight on. How confident, though, are you that, you know, you say she, if she surrounds herself with the right people, but usually when you surround yourself, especially if the RCMP, you're having to talk about senior managers who have been part of this system for all these years. So how difficult do you think it'll be to be able to find the right team to move forward?
0: Well, I, I would hope also that she'll purge, uh, you know, maybe there needs to be a purge in the uh, police force uh, from from some of the old boys. And, uh, mm. I mean, she, she does have a tough job on her hands, but, you know, she's, she's the new commissioner, and I'm sure she's got a lot of ideas. And um, I, I, do, I, really, I really hope it works out, because I am so tired of seeing all the negative publicity about the RCMP in the, in the, in the media.
1: My criminologist yesterday, when, when I was saying, what are the challenges Brenda Lucky is going to be facing, and, and what should she be doing going down the road— He said the RCMP has to maybe become, as you mentioned, a national police force, focusing on being that and getting out of small communities. Because I want to go back to one of your comments when you said that in Nanaimo, when they had to do the online course for harassment. And you heard some people rolling their eyes or saying, oh, I got to do this. Part of that probably also had to do with you've got members who are overworked underpaid that's another huge criticism for the rcmp and now they've got to have one more thing on top not saying anything about their views on harassment but i wonder if we've got to maybe trim down the rcmp and just let them focus on doing maybe what they can do best when it comes to protecting our national security going after terrorists what do you think of that
0: well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I've seen a lot of members here in Langford, and um, I live in Soup, so I've seen a lot of members that they're very stressed. I've even talked to some that are they're so disappointed with what they're dealing with right now that they're looking at going to other police forces. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in, in Regina, in the training academy, when um, the two uh, cadets passed out, Uh, The the new commissioner turned immediately to look towards them. And I just I hope that she has the kindness in her heart to um, to to look at the challenges of the force. And I and I think you're right as a national police force for border security, for drug enforcement, for uh, uh, firearms and stuff like that. Maybe that needs to be the direction that the new force is going to go. Because uh, and the pay the pay schedule is another thing. Because what happens is a lot of cadets will leave the RCMP training academy and sign up with Calgary or Edmonton or some of the other top uh, paying police forces. So the pay equity needs to be addressed. And I know uh, Mr. Goodell talked about that, but it it really needs to be seriously looked at. I would say within the next six months to a year, because otherwise we're going to keep losing good members, and they can have all the. Uh, you know, hire uh, we're hiring right now, and on police cars, I've seen that here in BC. But nobody wants to join the RCMP because what's happened in the media, and even the uh, the current uh, Merlo Davidson lawsuit. There's close to four thousand women that, that have signed on for that, and that's still going to take probably years for that to be dealt with. So it's it's uh, it's just it, It's disappointing, but I'm I'm hopeful that that the RCMP will take a, a new direction.
1: I didn't yesterday. I said you know maybe we have to blow up the RCMP, and I didn't mean that term, but I mean you've got to have a huge change. And that could be saying that we're going to... Provinces have to take on uh, some of the policing. I know right now they contracted out to the RCMP and smaller detachments. But smaller detachments, I'm getting constant complaints about uh, rural crime because the RCMP, they can't staff the detachment. So uh, farm owner uh, ranchers and farmers, landowners are taking sometimes matters into their own hands. So it, it seems like this, it's this big, big behemoth of an organization with... huge problems that maybe one of the big things that Brenda has to do is or Ms. Lucky has to do is say we're um, we've got to change things Uh, you know that also needs the federal government's will and we know that this is an iconic RCMP uh, service that no politician seems to want to tamper with.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, too, the RCMP is very top-heavy. There are a lot of senior managers, mm. a lot of uh, top-end uh, uh, employees that get a huge salary. And if the government is, uh, if, if they're saying that they can't do the pay equity, I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I say get rid of some of the top-end uh, supervisors that really don't do much. You know, they're just pulling a, a paycheck. Get it back down to get adequate staffing levels because if you do have rural farmers and rural ranchers and people in areas that cannot wait 40 minutes for response times, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to have problems. So if they can, I say, trim down from the top, from the top down, get rid of, get rid of some of the, some of the departments that, that uh, basically just um, have big salaries and uh, get that back into recruiting and, and actually getting members to adequate staffing levels.
1: Krista, uh, back to your lawsuit, and your lawsuit isn't the only one, because what was the one that was just recently announced um, where uh, how many members they figure may be going, it's the class action lawsuit, and it says the government has set aside $100 million for the payouts, even though there isn't a total cap, but neither the RCMP nor the federal government explicitly admitted any wrongdoing. So there's all these lawsuits. Do you think it's it's tragic when you hear that the RCMP hasn't admitted any wrongdoing. So you wonder if uh, the culture is going to change at all.
0: Well, you know, when we had I, I hate to keep uh, saying this, but when Commissioner Paulson had made a tearful apology to Janet Merlot and Linda Davidson, a lot of us said, "Oh, yeah, that was fake," you know, mm. and and that's really disappointing. I I perhaps think the government, the federal government, really when this lawsuit. When, when more of these claims keep coming in from the uh, class action for the female members, yeah. uh, maybe a formal apology needs to be made by the Prime Minister to uh, a lot of the female members that were simply pushed out. And there's a lot of male members also that are um, seeking to uh, to take part in a class action. So, you know, harassment can happen On both sides of the gender issue and uh, it's unacceptable and it really needs to be addressed
1: well that whole idea of workplace bullying and uh, I'm I'm sure there were a lot of male officers who were in your court but because they're afraid of their own positions within this service of the RCMP they don't want to speak out so there is that underlying tone of don't say anything just keep going forward
0: Absolutely. And then you get more people on sick leave and stress leave because people are trying to hold it together and they're not able to. And it's and it's really disappointing because if our if our police force cannot be trusted to investigate things properly, if they're the harassers, then how can they investigate criminal harassment complaints from the public and do proper investigations?
1: Krista, thanks so much for spending the half hour with us. Oh, it was a pleasure
0: talking to you. And greetings to Al- to uh, Alberta, and uh, I sure missed my time out there. It was it was good for me, minus uh, yeah. minus the harassment that I experienced. But it was the good people out there.
1: Krista, thanks again. Krista Carle, retired RCMP officer, and and it is troubling for me as well. Um, I've got a, a cousin who was a dog handler, a proud member of the RCMP. I had an uncle many years ago. He actually rode in the parades because he was good with horses. So, I mean, I have lots of connections with the RCMP. Don, if you're listening, Don, an RCMP officer in Nanaimo. So, I mean, there are so many good members, and it's it's sad to hear that um, I was reading articles Krista says that she's proud to say she was an RCMP officer, but I was reading articles where some people would say, I didn't even like to say that I was a former RCMP officer because people right away said, oh, the RCMP. So let's hope Commissioner Lucky is able to make some big changes and a big difference with the RCMP. We've got news coming up next.